Hello and welcome to the Basketball Champions League Coast to Coast podcast with you from Germany. I'm David Hein and uh, we're here to talk about the second half of the quarterfinals of the Basketball Champions League Final Eight. And with me to do that just as the first half of that uh, is Deacon Lloyd-Smith. Deacon, uh, welcome back. How are you doing? Uh, it's great to be back. I'm doing great. Thanks, Dave. How are you? Uh, great. Looking forward to uh, hearing what you have to say about uh, the other half of this this bracket. Uh, obviously, we're so we talked about it last episode. We're just so thrilled to have basketball back, and uh, we're seeing games throughout Europe in the domestic leagues, and and we're about to to, to finish off the 2019-20 season, and uh, can't wait to do it. Um, let let's let's jump right in. And uh, we'll talk about the two quarterfinals. Uh, first is going to be ERA Nimburg against ho- uh, host team Ike Athens. And the second game on October 1st, both of these games are on October 1st, Thursday, is Casa de Mont Saragossa against Ibero Star Tenerife. Um, so to start off with that first game, let's let's look at uh, ERA Nimburg. And to help us out with that, we talked to uh, their their veteran leader, Bochtek Ruban. So we'll catch you on the other side of that. All right. So we have uh, Bochtek Ruban on the on the show from ERA Nuremberg. Bochtek, uh, hey, thanks for uh, taking some time uh, to talk to us. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, so we're we're all sort of six months into this COVID pandemic. Um, maybe how how are you holding up, and then and then maybe after th- everything that's been going on, how nice does it feel to be back on the court and ready to challenge for a, a pretty big champ, a pretty big championship? I mean, the situation uh, here has been tough. Uh, I mean, as for everybody else uh, around Europe and uh, all the sports, especially. So uh, I mean, it was a long time uh, we couldn't practice play and and right now every every small piece of basketball and every small piece of competition is very welcome so i think we we are looking forward to to final eight uh, a long long time because uh it sort of was very close when the whole covid started uh and uh it was, it was postponed and and right now it's getting close again so we waited a long time for this yeah um you the Czech league has actually um played uh, more or less two full rounds uh you know one of the biggest challenges of this competition for most of the other teams is that you know they you know the teams will not have been playing domestic games um you know maybe just talk about that as a challenge in general not really having uh, a lot of rhythm coming into it okay i mean you like i said you you have already played a little bit domestically but maybe just talk about a challenge of not really being into um much of a rhythm going into such an important uh, tournament like this i mean we had uh, one game so far we hopefully going to add some some more before the before final late starts but uh uh I mean the BCL. It's something else than the Czech league. With all with all the respect for uh, for Czech teams, but but uh, we are just. I mean we are glad that we are in some kind of rhythm that we can play any game that we can because uh, the, there's been a long time 
without uh, any basketball and without any uh, competitive games. So, I mean, all the players are missing it. And, and uh, to get, get back after such a long pause is very hard. So we, we are very glad that we can at least get a couple games at our, at our belt. Like almost every team, you guys uh, have also lost uh, some some pretty big parts. Um, and uh, but let's look at the new guys since we're looking ahead. Um, the the team added Luka Rupnik, uh, also Omar Pruitt, and then also two rookies out of college with Carlton Bragg and Jarek Harding. Um, you've had a, a few weeks together with the team in in, in practice. But those guys in practice, and then also in, in as as of the time of recording, just the, the one game. Maybe um, how how do you think this team compares to the one you had uh, for the before the shutdown? Uh, from the point that we are, I would say that things are going well. The guys, the new guys, seem clicking right. They uh, fit good in our system. That's what, uh, that I think that's why they were chosen. And uh, but if I I can honestly tell you that even the games have to prove if we are on the same level as as last year because we haven't played on the same level that we played last year. I mean, uh, in uh, terms of uh, competition. So we'll see. But uh, I would like to answer yes, but I just cannot right now. Sure, of course. Um, you know, you're one of the main guys coming back. Maybe what kind of role do you uh plan on having you know leadership uh whatnot you know taking some of the the young like we mentioned college guys uh and and sh- sort of showing them the way what what's your sort of uh role um on the team let's say is, uh, in, in especially looking ahead f- at the final eight we need to communicate with the with the new guys much more because we had a system that was working by itself because we had a, the core players that already knew it but like right now, we get uh, new pieces that uh, need to be fit in. So it's up to guys like me and, and Petr Benda to just help the new guys to, to find find a role and, uh, and uh, let the new guys fit in the system as quick as we can. Because, I mean, uh, maybe the peak of our season uh, is coming first. So uh, it's going to be really quick. Um, there's not going to be a lot of tape on on these other teams uh, and then also with so many changes going uh, going on within these teams it might be kind of hard to to know what's going on so you know you can kind of think okay maybe you know want to really focus on our strengths um, than necessarily you know work a lot on on what the other team might do what what are some of the made some of the biggest strengths that you guys really need to take advantage of uh, in order to be successful uh, at the final eight uh, I mean, there'll be there's probably going to be some scouting role, but that won't be so so heavily used maybe as the next as, as the last season, because the people simply don't know how their teams will play. But like you said, we want to focus on ourselves mainly, and I think uh, we want to do what we did last year, and that's uh, the play fast, play full core defense, and uh, just be quicker than the opponent because it gives us a lot of easy points, it gives us a lot of open looks. And uh, we, I think we could, that could be our advantage, especially in the first game in Ike, which uh, has very experienced team. But I think the speed in this, uh, in this match might be our, our biggest advantage. You mentioned it right there. That was the next question. Yeah, you know, they added even more experience with some of the guys that they brought in. 
Um, you know, it's uh, a lot of, 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 of players who have played a lot of big games. Uh, it's a big game for you guys. Your expectations of that game? I mean, I think there's a roster that they could, you know, play EuroLeague Final Four in a couple of years back. So it's going to be a very tough game for us. And uh, and we're expecting uh, the the tough game basically is we are we are sort of the I has a new team as as we do and we're not that uh, familiar with their style of play yet but we know it's going to be hard especially because they're playing home and uh, I hope we can uh, decide the game in our favor before the last quarter because that would help us tremendously to uh, <laughs> to because the experience are clearly on their side. Yeah. Uh, last question. Uh, you guys had one of the, you know, really one of the most exciting uh, teams uh, and we're really playing fantastic basketball and, and really, uh, you know, expectations, uh, at least thoughts and, and, and expectations were pretty high that, that you guys could really challenge. What would it mean for you guys to, let's dream just a little bit for the last question. What would it mean for you guys to, uh, to hoist the trophy? I mean, yeah. It's. <laughs> I would say just it would be just great, you know, because it would be it would be the first uh, first time that some Czech Czech league Czech league won a big trophy in Europe, and they would be it would make us part of history of not just Nimburg but I would say Czech basketball. So it would be a great great moment, I think, for most of us, the greatest moment in our basketball careers. So uh, if we're gonna come close to that, we're gonna remember it, and we will work hard for it. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Ruban, thank you from uh, ERA Nuremberg for coming on the show. Stay healthy and uh, good luck and we'll see you in the final eight. Okay. Um, you know, Deacon, let's, let's look at this team. Uh, they lose, they lost some very big pieces. You, you look at uh, Jaromir Bocek uh, leaving Pavel Prumpla also Deshaun Booker, um, and to but to be honest, I I think maybe their biggest loss is is Zach Hankins. Uh, I mean, Bochak obviously is a huge loss, but uh, just everything that Hankins brought to that team. Uh, they brought in Luka Rupnik, Omar Pruitt, Jarek Harding, and uh, and then initially Carlton Bragg, and and ended up bringing in uh, Steve uh, Stephen Zimmerman. Uh, and that goes along with uh, still, a, uh, a, you know, with the core of Ruban. You also have Hayden Dalton back and uh, Peter Benda, Martin Kreis. You know, your thoughts about about the the new look of this this team coaching. The coach is still there and um, and, you know, some of the key leaders, but just so much of this team is is now gone. Yeah, it's um, it's similar to we spoke about with um, with timing in Jerusalem. This was a team that was absolutely rolling going into the um, into the, to the quarterfinals um, before the break, um, and you know they've they've been hit hard with uh, with roster changes. Uh, Zach Hankins is is unquestionably a huge loss on both ends of the floor. He was blocking a ton of shots, changing a ton of shots, and a huge part of the way they played defense. And also, you know, was a was a lob threat and a and um a major focal point on the offensive end too. Um, Deshaun Booker is is was 
also big big part both ends of the floor. Uh, and they've lost some of the Czech core too. Mm-hmm. But they do still have Wojciech Ruban, who has to be um, a contender for your, your MVP voting, considering the season that he's had and um, and Nimbrook has had. You know, we're talking about a guy that's the all-time top leading scorer um, in the BCL. So, uh, you know, you have to put some respect there and, and realize that this is still a player that can contribute in a big way for, for this team. And uh, some of the new pieces are, are looking great already. They seem to fit in really well. Um, Nimbuk and Oren Amiel do a great job of recruiting. They've done it, you know, and it looks like they've done it again with Harding, who's already, um, who's already coming in and looking strong for them. And Luka Rupnik is a player that we know in the BCL. Omar Pruitt is a player that we know. These these guys are seasoned and know how to get it done at this level with in BCL teams. And Rupnik is a guy that can make big shots and lead the team. So, um, yeah, they, it's um, it might be too easy to overreact to the players that they lost. They may they may actually surprise people with how strong they're going to come in. I like I like the the Rupnik uh, addition. You know, you look at the experience that he has. That's more than Booker had. You know, Booker was a professional rookie, and and uh, and uh, you know Pruitt uh, was was playing very well for for a Bandirma team uh, that was you know for, while they still had money. Uh, let's say, you know, they were looking really strong. You know, a lot of these, you know, some of these teams have more experience and other, uh, have more, uh, game experience now, uh, in this, uh, in this season than, than others. You know, the Czech, they'll, uh, the, the, um, Nimburg will have already played four games by the time the, by the time the uh, final eight, uh, takes place. And one, and even one of those was postponed because of a COVID-19 uh, case. So, you know, this is a team that, will actually have had a pretty decent chance compared to other clubs here in uh, in, in Athens uh, to you know know a little bit of how their new pieces fit and 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 play so I think that's that's something that also needs to to be looked at agreed I totally agree with that all right let's move to the hosts of this this team of this uh, tournament and that is Ike Athens and to to uh, fill us in on that, uh, we have the legendary Nico Cesis. Uh, just to let you know ahead of time, the interview is a little bit choppy at times. Uh, beg for your forgiveness, forgiveness on that, but uh, you do hear uh, what uh, the, the great Nico Cesis has to say. So let's catch you on the other side of that one. All right, so Nico Cesis we have uh, with us now from Ike Athens. Uh, Nico, thanks for taking some time. You're welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, um, we are all more than six months into the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, yes. how, how are you holding up uh, and everything uh, that's been going on? How nice does it feel to be kind of back on the court or, or really close to it uh, and ready to challenge for a major title? Yes. Um, definitely, it's a very nice feeling to be back on the court. At least preparing for a, you know, for a for a big event that is coming up. Um, we have some kind of, uh, you know, we are back to normal life again. You know, practicing of playing friendly games and, um, you know, not being at home and staying at home in quarantine. Uh, the, we all had this experience the, the past month, uh, but for sure at the same time it's also. 
very difficult, you know, to uh, to be in a situation that it's uh, so much uncertainty for, let's say, even for tomorrow. Uh, the virus exists, it's here. Uh, you know, we have the COVID test every week. Um, you know, everything can happen uh, with all these um, situations about games, about tournaments, uh, about the health, above all, uh, of the participants. So, uh, in the end, there is nothing we can do more than that, that hopefully that uh, we will have a, you know, a, a real basketball season. Uh, uh, this season, the 2021, and to have some kind of uh, continuity and not to have postpones and uh, the most important thing, not to have uh, some kind of basketball lockdown because that's going to be really bad for for all of us. So uh, we're taking a day at a time, you know, enjoy the fact that we are able, as we said, to play basketball, but at the same time, you know, be in a very unfamiliar situation with this uncertainty. Uh, many of the teams in the final eight went through a number of uh, changes to their rosters. Um, and obviously with the long break, uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about some of the changes that, that you, that Ike has gone through, but how, how what kind of impact has that had, you know, the, the long break and then trying to incorporate people, you know, what, how, how what kind of impact has had that, has it had on that? Yeah. Uh, and number one fact is uh, that uh, it has never been such a big break from uh, the last official game of a team that it was back in March until now, September, or let's say start of October, that the official games, okay, some leagues will start a little bit earlier. Uh, we saw the ACB, uh, in ACB, the Super Cup is already, uh, to, already took place. Uh, so I believe it's going to be a, an adjusting period for the athletes of uh, the fact to, to get on the rhythm of playing uh, competitive games and um, and play, you know, with uh, um, basically five-on-five five basketball, but uh, in a high-level competition. So I believe a lot of players worked a lot at this uh, period and did everything they could to stay in shape. Uh, but at least the 20 years I'm playing, I never remember myself um, not to play basketball and five on five basketball more than two months. It was always, you know, uh, um, uh, we always had something either with national or with the club. So I believe it takes some time. Uh, um, and about this year, so a lot of teams they have to make changes because this is how it works in uh, in uh, recent years that they, there are many changes during the season in the clubs now nowadays uh, but also something the most of the teams they're the same coach and try to keep them um, the same core of players and and that we did all in Ike uh, we didn't have a lot of changes and uh, the players we brought are very experienced uh, in the Greek league or in in EuroLeague or so I believe this uh, helped the team to uh, to get back on track and try to play at this stage of the season, try to best to try to play the best uh, the best basketball pop, you know, uh, as a team. 
Looking at, um, you know, you, you, Ike is actually one of the teams that has, uh, you know, the most returning players. Uh, you know, looking at the new guys, you know, BCL fans obviously know what Tyrese Rice can do. Also, uh, Yannick Marrera. And also, you know, with Pat, with uh, Matt Lajeski having a lot of Euroleague experience. Um, after a few weeks of working with the guys, how, how will this team be different compared to the one before the shutdown? Um, for sure, we are even more experienced. Uh, we are we are trying to uh, we are trying to to find our chemistry, and this is not easy to um, before you play off games. Okay, you you can prepare from friendly games. You can get see your weaknesses. Uh, you can train. You can see it works well or not. Uh, but I believe also the official games are the ones that you find your chemistry. Uh, this is not going to be the case for us and all the teams because for the most of the teams the um, the, the final will be uh, um, the first games of the, of the season uh, so okay I'm optimistic uh, the fact uh, that uh, with many players in our roster that uh, had, uh, they have big experience from high level tournaments and from you know, knockout games and, uh, and understand the moment. Uh, but also I anticipate that it's different to play at the end of tournament in May than in uh, September. Uh, I think this is not only for Ike, but this is all for, the, for all the eight teams. So uh, I believe it's going to be wide open for all the teams. And the best team in that four or five days will, will win the whole thing. Then our philosophy, because our coach is the same, our philosophy is basically the same. Um, trying to read the game, trying to uh, take on our um, of who do best defense, defense, and let's say the style of game uh, is, is not going to change a lot um, because of the, of the coming of some new players. What we do on the court is basically the same. What uh, what kind of leadership, what kind of role do you expect to have uh, for this team then, in and especially in the final eight? Um, I believe uh, okay. What this team for sure has is uh, a lot of experience. A lot of players, let's say, that be captains and leaders in this team. Uh, we have, uh, and this this is good. I believe we can all understand. Uh, it's easier, let's say, to to build a club um, because then everybody understands which is which is all. Which are our go-to guys? Um, which are our shooters? We want to go in in the crunch time. I think. All this, uh, you know, the fact we are a, a team with a lot of experience. Uh, for sure, uh, you can be the most experienced. You can be the, um, let's say, the player that has played uh, many, many finals or many, many big games. But, um, you know, the, for sure, every team uh, to be built, it needs process. And that's why I repeat myself that, you know, when you play so so early in the season, such an important tournament, 
uh, can all as I said before, this is not drug. This is for all the aging, but uh, then the surprise can happen way easier. Let's say it can happen anytime. So it's gonna be for sure a very interesting alert. Um, team, teams often say they don't want to focus too much um, or worry too much about their opponent's game plan, but rather focus on their own. Uh, what is the biggest thing your team needs to do uh, in order to raise the trophy then uh, at the end of the final eight? Um, yeah, okay. How It's always that you need to focus on your opponent. Okay, You need to know their tendencies. Uh, our first opponent is Nimburg. We know very well uh, how good to, how good team they are. They they have um, and follow the last years. I played against them many times. I played against them two years ago when I was in the Bumper. Uh, they are a very good team. They call uh, Czech shouting. Uh, for sure, they lost some important players. I know this offseason. Uh, but we expect a very, very difficult game. A game uh, um, uh, is going to be decided in, in the details. So that's what we want to do is for sure try to get better every day and lose ourselves. But for sure you need to know who you're playing, who is your opponent and uh, what he's trying to do on the All right, fantastic. Um, I guess last question: uh, What would it mean for you, all of your experience, to then uh, raise the raise the trophy? Yes, it's definitely uh, a very big goal uh, for me personally and for all of him. Uh, it's uh, it's always um, it's a very big motivation to try to prepare yourself and I to win. Um, that's the case for us in this club. Um, uh, okay, this team won this tournament a couple of years ago. I had experience with my uh, with my with my ex team with Bros Bumble to to play a final four, and it was a bitter memory, you know, to to do a great job to arrive until the final four at the time and, and lose the semifinal. So you know. Um, dream is try to win it all and all but uh, you know you have to take a step at a time and the only game that we uh, have in our minds and me personally is the first one it's going to be very difficult to win three games in four or five days uh, with this uh, quality opponents uh, so you have to take it a step at a time you know only with the talent and arriving to the final goal all right, fantastic. Nico Sigas, Jesus from Ike Athens. Thank you very much and uh, good luck in the uh, in the final eight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Um, I, I, I think my biggest takeaway on, 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 on Ike is uh, as far as what, what he what uh, Nico Sigas said was you know, with all the experience that these guys have, and we'll talk a little bit in a second, but uh, all the experience that these guys have, you know, they know how to deal with tough circumstances. And and um, just, you know, maybe your your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, it's one thing to be veterans, but it's it's not just any veterans, you know. This is 
if you talk about Zizis, Rice, Langford, Slaughter, and you know, and more, I could keep going. These are also extreme professionals. These guys have been ex- some of the more professional players you could come across their entire careers. So um, they have so much inbuilt habit and um, it's like, like he said, knowledge of how to prepare for for all outcomes. You just imagine there's nothing on the court that could surprise this group. Yeah, they, they may not be built to run. You know, you may not mm-hmm. see too many fast break transition possessions for this team, but um, you know they're going to be able to control the tempo and play the game exactly the way they want. So, so they lose um, Kendrick Ray, uh, Mario Chambers, Jerry Grant, also um, Charis. Uh, Gianopopoulos, uh, Gianopoulos um, brought in obviously Tyrese Rice. Everybody in European basketball knows what he's what he's done. Uh, Matt Lajeski, uh, plenty of years with um, with Olympiacos. Uh, also Yannick Marrera on the on the 2019 um, Virtus Bologna team that won the title, and uh, also brought in Darren Atkins. Uh, and and that you know that group. Um, is being added to Keith Langford, Zizis, Jonas Mashulis, uh, Slaughter, Jankovic, uh, Gikas, Christy Popolis. I mean, you know, this is this is a loaded team. And, you know, one of the n- negatives or whatever, you know, they, they will not have played many games at all uh, with the Greek domestic league not starting up until um, until uh, scheduled 10th of, of October. So there, that there is that disadvantage. There's also the disadvantage of being hosts, but not having any fans on, on site for that. Um, maybe just your thoughts. I mean, you, you kind of, kind of talked about it, but you know, maybe just, you know, what do you think about how this, this team changed, you know, the, the, the changes that they did make, how that's going to change up this team? Um, I think for all you know, for all the high-profile incomings they had, maybe the one that goes under the radar a bit but has the biggest impact might be Yannick Moreira because this is a guy that was huge in the final for Bologna last year for Virtus Bologna last year, um, and he's he adds to Marcos Slaughter in the mm-hmm. fact that you know he can he, he can contribute defensively as well. You know you can you can um you can rely on him both ends. Um, and and he's really he's going to be able to do a few things that that Jerry Grant didn't do, um, and it, you know defensively the way that I like to play you know they like to be very aggressive with their bigs in pick and roll and expect them to get back and rotate back to their own man after the after the hedge or the trap. And Moreira can do that for you. He has the length and he did it in a in a final 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 last year and that was a major part of the reason Bologna won. So. Um, yeah, I think that's a huge pickup for them, and and then you just go back to the experience. You know, this is a team that has more pressure on them than than anybody else in the tournament. The expectation with the with the final eight being in Athens, and you know we know how it can be. If they, you know, if they, they, I think just recently they played Panathinaikos and won, and then they played another game and and lost, and all of a sudden the, the world's caving in and everything's falling apart. So, you know, one poor performance and the pressure is already on, but they have the guys that we spoke about, the experience, that, that that's not really going to make any difference to these kind of players. You know, Zizis and Rice and Langford, they're not really going to change in any way due to that pressure. So it, it looks it looks like a team built to win. 
I mean, like you said, it's there's nothing on the court that these guys haven't seen, you know. Right, right. And and you know they they're all experienced in creating the kind of game and the kind of tempo that they want mm-hmm. and that suits them. I'm, I'm really interested to see how you fit Langford and Rice on the court at the same time because you have two lefty guards, mm-hmm. two lefty guards that like the ball a lot. But um, you know, I think uh, I think the the one thing we want to see and we all love to see is is the is the Rice Langford pick and roll. You know, the ball the ball with um. Ball with Tyrese Rice and Langford setting the screen, and then finding a guard to post up on the on the on the right block there, or maybe they can pop. There's a ton of options just with those two playing together in a pick and roll action that you know not many guards are used to um, to defending pick and roll actions as the as the screeners defender. So it's we all want to see that whether they do that or not remains to be seen. Um, I guess I guess this next question instead of the question I'll kind of give you a chance to 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 mention it in in the prediction. Let, let's let's figure out who who we think is going to to win this this game, uh, Nimbrook or or Ike, um, and and sort of the 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 question would have been you know you know what's a what's a matchup there uh, in this game where you think one side or the other can really take advantage of. Um, and I don't know. Do you wanna do you wanna go pick first, or do you want me to pick first? Um, I I don't mind. I mean, for for me, the the matchup for Nimbuk. Should I just jump in? I, I guess it already started. Yeah, go ahead, so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I think the matchup for Nimbuk is is Wojciech Ruban. Um, I think that's the player that that the Ike roster maybe has the the most challenges dealing with. Um, and he's he's Nimbuk's best player, so. Um, I think that's their matchup, and for Ike, you know, it's, it has to be, it has to be Keith Langford after the season he's had, and and the the way he's played for this team. And your pick? Uh, I have to go with Ike. You know, for this game, I love the way Nimbuk played this year, and the thing that the big, you know, the other matchup that I didn't mention for Nimbuk is is the style of play. You know, this team crush the glass with five guys, and they do that so they can control tempo, so teams. You know they're matched up already, and it stops teams getting out in transition and and um, causing them problems in on transition defense. But Ike isn't really a team. <laughs> they're that, not a team that wants to run a lot, anyhow. <laughs> so I, I don't know if the, if the Nimbuk system is is the is the is the one for this team. So I, I've got to go with Ike. I can't pick against them. Um, I have a feeling this may not be a, a team where we disagree. <laughs> uh, for for those who listen to the to the first half of this. Uh, uh, of this preview, the previous podcast, we both picked. Uh, uh, we both picked uh, pa- San Pablo's Burgos, Her- Herida, San Pablo's Burgos to beat Jer- uh, Hapo Jerusalem, as well as Turk Telecom uh, knocking off JDA Dijon. And I have Ike <laughs> beating uh, in a uh, ERA Nimburg as well. Um, I, I I just think that and th- that 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 just that. V- absolute unbelievable experience that that these guys have really almost everywhere in the in the roster um it's just too much i mean you, you know even you look at, at at center you know slaughter's done so much and then you you know we mentioned marrero uh marrero's you know is, is is really a holder you know i mean he's the he's the reigning champion uh from uh, in this competition and and they you know they they have so many different guys that can beat you and 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 it's a selfless team 
um, that says, you know what? All right, I'll score three points, and you go, you go off and have, you know, eighteen points. I don't, don't matter. Everything is, you know, everything is pointed that we win the game, and and um, and I think that, you know, Rice Langford, that that you know, ball dominant duo, they'll just, you know, they'll just, you know, fit themselves accordingly and say, you know what? The goal is to win this championship, and and you know we'll do, you know if if he's having a bad bad shooting night, you know whatever. Maybe I'll I'll do a little bit you know something else, and maybe try to put him in a different situation to to get him out of that funk, you know. So and I just and and then you have you know these these veterans everywhere. So I just think it's too much. I totally agree. You know you can always be surprised in basketball, um, and you know for Nimburg to to find a way past Ike. They're perfectly capable of it, but it would be probably the biggest shock of the the final eight if um I didn't come through this one. In the constellation of Nimburg now, because I I think with uh, Hankins would have given them a lot of problems. Um, for sure, and, for sure, and, and and the veteran leadership of 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 Bojic would you know could have matched up with that you know with that the veterans of the other side. So if you you, you put them in the constellation of of before the lockdown. Um, Nimburg, I, you know, I give him, I give him a, a much better chance. I, I like Rupnik and the, the, a little bit more, like I mentioned, uh, than, than Booker. Um, but, uh, I, I just think in, 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 in the whole situation, taking everything into account, pandemic, you know, you know, you know, biggest game also to start the season, you know, you know, this isn't being played in May where we have a full season, you know, this is the beginning of all these team seasons. And so, you know, it's going to be, you know, I think these guys are, are veteran enough that they'll, they'll know, all right, are we in, am I in my rhythm or not now? And then we'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stop shooting because I don't feel it right now because I know that somebody else um, very well may. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's go to the, the other matchup. Um, and actually a matchup we saw just a couple of days ago, um, Casa de Monte-Saragosa and Ibero star Tenerife. And uh, I say a couple of days ago because uh, these two teams played in the Spanish league uh, in Tenerife and uh, uh, Ibero Star Tenerife won 91-86 in an overtime thriller. And uh, to start us off with uh, the look into this game, let us hear from let us hear from Robin Benzing from Casa de And so we'll catch you on the other side of that. All right. So uh, from uh, Casa de Mente. Uh, Saragossa, we have Robin Benzing. Robin, thanks for taking some time. Of course. Um, so we're all more than six months into this uh, COVID nineteen pandemic. I guess uh, what I've been asking is, how are you? How is how is everybody holding up? And and also, then what's it like uh, to be back on the court and uh, getting ready to challenge for such an important uh, championship? Well, first of all, um, everybody is all right um, in, in our team, and also, especially for me, you know, my family. And I think this is uh, first, the first and the most important thing for everybody is just to stay healthy. I think this is the overall thing and for everybody. And 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 the rest, of course. I mean, uh, we are we are happy that we are. That we can practice again, you know. That we have we had we had friendship games now with no problems, you know. Um, we're looking forward for the for the Champions League for the for the final eight, uh, of course. 
and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge a huge tournament. It's gonna be a huge opportunity, not only for us, for all of all of the teams. They're super good, and it's gonna be a great competition. Um, but like I said, uh, I think the most important thing is that we are healthy right now, um, and that um, that we have the possibility to play these tournaments and to play these games. I think this is a, this is the the most important thing right now. Maybe talk about the challenge of going into a, a major competition like this without really being in the rhythm of of having you know domestic league competition um, and really just having a couple of exhibition games. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough challenge. I mean, we're gonna have for the the good the good thing for us is with the ACB we have like three three games before or four games, uh, so we have some games. So maybe we maybe and hopefully we can we can catch a little rhythm. Uh, but yes, I, I think it's it's going to be super tough. It's going to be super difficult, but for all the teams. So it's everybody have the same 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 thing to do, same problems, and um, everybody has to deal with it. And I think we're all professional enough to to know what we have to do and and how to to prepare ourselves and and our bodies and everything. So um, it's going to be a tough challenge, but it's going to be a, a great challenge, and we are looking forward to do it. Um, maybe talk about uh, what kind of what kind of role you uh, are going to have on this team, especially let's say looking at the at the uh, at the final eight. Well, I think it's um, quite similar than last year. You know, I want I want to take uh, I want to take a lot of responsibility, of course, you know, offensively. I want to put put my 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 face to the game, you know, like um, put a mark, you know, how to, how to call it in English, uh, stamp, you know, put a stamp in, in, on the game and try to help, try to help the team as, as much as I can. I think I, I have a lot of experience now and uh, I know Champions League, I know a lot of competitions, I played a lot of competitions in my, in my career so far. So um, I just, I just want to be, uh, just want to be aggressive. I want to be responsible and I want to take responsibility and, and just help the team, whatever it happens, the team needs. Unlike a lot of the teams in the final eight, you guys really didn't make too many changes. Didn't have to make too many changes. Um, new a couple of uh, of new players are Rashid Suleiman and and also uh, um, Sagwato Canote. Um, maybe just talk about how it's been bringing those guys into the mix and and uh, what this team kind of looks like compared to the one uh, before the before the lockdown. Well. First of all, it's uh, it's good that we have uh, a lot of a lot of guys from last year. I think it, it makes everything a little bit easier to to get a connection. Yeah, we have a new coach. Uh, that was actually the, the the newest and the the not hardest part for us. But you know how it is when you have a new coach. I was like different philosophy and, and different style and etc. But it was good that we had a lot of guys from the last team. So we have we know what we can do. We know the strength. We know the weaknesses from a lot of players. So that's, that's a good point. And uh, with the new guys, uh, was was quite easy. I mean, uh, Rashid and, and Sagawa was they're they're very talented players. I mean, Rashid, uh, you know how he played last year in Champions League in, in Dijon. He was one of the main guys, and he had a great competition, and also in the French league. So he's a very good player. Sagawa is just uh, is unbelievable physical. Uh, I mean, uh, this this guy can can jump out of the out of the, out of the gym, and it's crazy. So, but. Like I said, it's, it was very easy to to get them involved and and and, and we helped them and, and they were pretty pretty easy to handle, you know. They they, gave, they didn't give us trouble and they they want to learn, you know. They, I mean, 
Sagabe is still, still 23 and, and, and uh, Rashid is 26. So they're both uh, not, not young, but kind of younger maybe some, than some other players like me, for example. So, but they are willing to learn and they're willing to, to listen and, and, and they're, they're both good players. So, so overall, I think we have a, we have a pretty talented team. Um, especially in offense, I think we can, we can, we can shoot the ball. We can score the ball very well. I think we have to, we have to find uh, good solutions that we play aggressive defense and get out of the defense quickly and run fast break, run fast, because I think we have a very fast team. We can go transition, play easy basketball, get easy shots. And um, I think it's, it's important that we, that, that we click together. That's the most important. If you click, we are, we're going to be a very difficult team to beat. All right, I'll leave that as the answer to what the biggest thing you need to do to 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 raise yeah. the the raise the trophy. Um, yeah. y- you know your uh, your quarterfinal opponents. It's actually a Spanish team, uh, Ibero Star Tenerife, and if I'm not mistaken, you're going to be playing them in a couple of days. Yes. Um. So on Sunday, actually. Exactly. So uh, at the time of the recording, it's ahead of time. At the time of the publication of the of the podcast okay. you'll have played already um yeah. but it's okay um so maybe you know talk about that game i mean you know they they have they have a lot of players coming back but also uh, a lot of important players uh have gone and and um and you'll have played them just uh you know in the first game of the season and 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 not and then you have such an important game uh without knowing ahead of time uh, what? How do you how do you see the the final eight the quarterfinal game? Well, uh, extremely difficult. I mean, Tenerife is uh, a well known team in Champions League. They won the trophy. They were a couple times in the final, so they're experienced. They know this. They know these 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 final tournaments in Champions League. And um, I mean, they have also they have also a lot of players from last year. They have the same coach, so. They're very experienced, so they know what to do. They know how to play basketball. They're they're, they're very intelligent. They have a lot of intelligent players, so it's, it's going to be a tough matchup, you know, because all the all the ACB teams are always tough matchups, you know. And um, last year, Tenerife was fourth place. We are third place, so um, everybody knows that Tenerife is, is is a hard opponent, and it's going to be a very difficult game. All right, and I know everybody talks about how they want to, you know, think day by day, game by game. Let's dream a little bit. Uh, what would it mean for you? What would it mean for the team to to give this club, to give the city, uh, the title? If you guys are successful, then well, that would be uh, awesome. I mean, that would be I think um, one of the biggest titles for for the club, um, and uh, so it would be it would be a huge thing, not only for the club, but also for the city. I think um, Saragossa really really developed uh, as a basketball team, as a basketball city. And really developed um, his, his level and um, make big steps in the right direction to to become a bigger club and to get bigger opportunities to play in bigger roles and bigger tournaments. So um, it's a very very solid club. You know, everybody is is, is um, it's a well well solid organization. The people behind making a great great job, and uh, so it it will be very very huge and and also important to 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 get the success of the work from everybody and to show to the city, to the fans, you know, we have amazing fans that last year before COVID started, they, they gave us so much, so much support. It was unbelievable. when we had like 10, 12,000 people when Madrid and Barcelona came in, you know, it was, it was awesome. And I think to give them something back would be amazing. And I think this is, would be a, a huge, a huge thing. 
All right, fantastic. That was Robin Benzing from Saragossa. Um, good luck at the start of the season, and uh, stay, everybody stay healthy, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys uh, in the final eight. Okay. Thank you, David. No problem. All right, so this Saragossa team um, didn't really lose a lot. Uh, they they lost their captain, Carlos Alessandro, really one of the, the most talented young point guards uh, in the uh, in Europe, and also lost Nemanja Radovic and saw Fran Vasquez uh, retire. Um, and uh, accordingly, they also didn't have to bring in too much. They, they did bring in Sagaba Kanote as well as Rashid Suleiman. So the Dijon uh, departure has uh, arrived. Um, and 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 you know they added to uh, a very strong core. You know, you look at the 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 guard combo of Dylan Ennis and DJ Seeley. Um, you look at Nicholas Brusino, Benzing, uh, Linason. You also have uh, San Miguel. Um, but, you know, and, and, and one of the things that made this team so strong was, you know, they had five players average and double figures and scoring. And so, you know, there was a, a really good balance of, of, you know, who's going to, you know, be... You know, uh, you know, whoever's hot, you know, they they can, you know, they had no problem giving that up. One of the concerns I actually have of this team is that, you know, is this is the only team that has a new coach of the eight teams here with uh, Diego Ocampa coming in, replacing Porfio uh, Fizak. Uh, for those who don't know, Ocampo, he was uh, he was a Spanish U16 national team coach for many years, won the uh, 2009 U16 European Championship. Last two seasons was uh, in charge of Barcelona's B team, and the season and a half before that was the head coach at uh, Joventut Barcelona. Um, so, you know, a team really loaded, um, and I know that uh, I know that Nicholas Persino is a guy that uh, everybody on the uh, BCL team loves. Um, I also didn't mention uh, Jason Thompson did come back as well. So, I mean, you have you have that as well. So, you know, a, a team that just stacked. Uh, your thoughts about Casa de Montesaragosa, Deacon? Yeah, I mean, you say stacked, and essentially what you're saying is an ACB roster because <laughs> you know that to compete in the ACB, you need to have those stacked rosters. And Saragossa have been top four for the last, you know, certainly last year, and um, they're just a very strong team. Um, they they do have a new coach, which is a huge mention, is a huge point, but they, they, I think the chemistry of the group. And keeping so many guys makes that easier in many ways because you're not you're not building a new team with a new coach. You're you're having a, a new coach come in and probably only tweaking a few of his own ideas with a team that's already established and plays in a highly functional way already. So, um, you know, there's no there's no hiding from the fact that Alathen ran the show for 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 Zaragoza. But then, having said that, Dylan Ennis is a guy that. Leads the team in points and assists. Um, in fact, he's, I think he's the only player in the in the final eight that does that for the team. And and he's he's somebody that has wanted to be a point guard, more of a point guard his whole career. You know, sure he's, he he can make his own shot and he can he can play as that more combo shooting guard type player. But he's wanted to be the main point guard in most of his career. So I think he's he's going to really lead this team and he's going to take that opportunity. Um, and we're going to see a very, very motivated and a very good Dylan Ennis on the on the floor for Zaragoza. 
The other guy that I wanted to mention is um is is Brusino too. You know, Brusino mm-hmm. was we've mentioned the 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 champions that are playing in this um in this tournament, but um Brusino was on the other end of of that with Tenerife last year. Um and he's with a with another guy in Rodrigo San Miguel. The two of them will know Tenerife very well as a club. Um and both will be highly motivated in this game. I would say especially Nicolas Brusino. Yeah, I was going to mention the other brother, um, Dylan. Uh, Dylan Ennis is the is the brother of Turk Telecom Ankara's uh, Tyler Ennis. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, I agree with everything you said on Saragossa, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun fun game, um, and just everything. You know, you look at that uh, um, the dynamics of also them playing in the ACB. Uh, really just a week ago where neither team neither team could really have afforded to hide anything you know because this is your first game and you're trying to you're trying to find rhythm and because you have an, an amazingly important game coming up and you only you only have a couple of games in general and you don't really want to hide too much because you want to find out what your guys can do and and uh, and that was a I mean, like I said overtime thriller so uh, let's move over to Let's move over to uh, Barrow Star Tenerife, um, and to hear from from them, we uh, had a ch- had a chance to talk to uh, Georgie Shermandini. So here's my chat with him, and we'll catch you on the on the other side of that. Okay, so okay. from Barrow Tenerife, we have uh, uh, Gio Shermandini. Gio, uh, thanks for coming on and giving us some time. <laughs> yes, you know, thank you to I mean, call me and uh, you know. I'm ready to ask your questions and <laughs> all right, here we go. Whatever. So, um, yes. we're, we're the, the pandemic, um, is about six months old now. Uh, maybe how are you, how are things by you? And, and now how good does it feel to be, uh, uh, close to playing basketball and then also playing for a big championship? Exactly. Yeah. Everybody know now we are okay. Thanks God. We are good. You know, we had some crazy days, some crazy months, you know, sitting at home without nothing, no basketball, nothing, nothing, everything was closed and just work out at home. And now, thanks God, you know, step by step, I think we are, uh, situation gets getting better. And we, we just, we, we starting games, you know, we had a very important game like a couple of days ago with Ostende. And uh, we won this game. Uh, we won this game. You know, also uh, it's a strange situation without fans. You know, that game was was important, like for us and for them also. But you know, to play without fans, it's like uh, seems like um, you just play like a friendly game. You understand? Okay, everybody knows how it how it's important for the team for by yourself. You know, if you win this game, you know you go. <laughs> Top eight, and uh, uh, everybody, all, all teams are looking for this, you know. And uh, we are, we are very happy, you know, to win, win this game, and we are in top eight BCL. About the uh, Atsebe champion championship, we start uh, tomorrow as Monday. We play at home against Saragossa, you know. And uh, also with Saragossa, we have first game BCL in, in Athens. So it will be important, you know, for us. Yeah, we'll, 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 come yes. to, we'll come to that in a minute, in a second. Um, 
maybe you know that first game you know against us then you know congratulations on on getting to the final eight uh, uh maybe yeah. maybe just the challenge what's the biggest challenge how how difficult is it to ba- to have you know basically no preparation you know no uh, exhibition games warm up games and then uh to play such an important game and pretty much the same as uh, in the in the final eight, you know, you'll have uh, the game against Saragossa. You'll have, uh, uh, I guess, I think there's another game scheduled uh, next weekend as well. But really, there's no rhythm or anything like that. How difficult is that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we have we play tomorrow. After we have uh, we play Wednesday against Bilbao, and after uh, Saturday we play against Murcia. We have three games uh, so next week, and from Tuesday I think we play to Athens. So I mean. Uh, it's difficult, okay, it's difficult for everyone, you know, but it is our job and we have to do our best, you know, to try to try to win many games to starting the season, you know. It's, it's for sure everybody knows that how it's important. So, uh, especially, you know, with the first game against Saragossa, as I said, we play at Sebe and after we have uh, Saragossa and BCL8. So you know, also I, I would say like Saragossa. It's uh, I think they are they are they are so good. You know, they have good shooters. They have big big size inside, and uh, uh, I guess I, I can say like uh, big pressure. You know, for both both for us. You know, and uh, I think uh, no. I mean, we are we are practicing good. You know, uh, we are practicing good these days, and I think we are ready. You know, to to play against them tomorrow, first game. So we will see. You're you're one of the main players back from the team, um, and maybe just what kind of uh, role you you want to have, leadership role or whatnot. What role do you have uh, with this team, and and maybe specifically the the final eight? Uh, yes, I mean, uh, you know, we have like uh, we changed some players, you know, and. Uh, uh, we changed some players, and we have one of the. I mean, for me, we have good. Uh, uh, we have good team, and uh, I think uh, if we play our basketball as we practice, and uh, if we scout good, I think we can we can do it uh, better. I mean, each by game, you know, and I think we will be ready for this. You mentioned the new players. Uh, you you guys have added uh, Arna Donekamp, uh, Bruno Fittipaldi, uh, Dejan Todorovic, Tyler Kavanaugh, uh, among others. You've been working them with them now for a couple of weeks. How 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 are they doing with the team? And maybe how is this team different to the one from the uh, from the season until now? Yes, as I said, you know they are. They are great persons, you know. They are the only only problem we had. Uh, the Dian Todorovic is out, you know. He's uh, he had bad injury, a friendly game, and uh, you know we are practicing every day. You know we are scouting uh, our opponents, and uh, we are doing everything. And uh, I think we are doing good job. And uh, I think we are ready. As I said, we are ready, and we can we can we can fight fight all all these games, you know. All these games, especially well, before yes, go ahead, go ahead. especially before we go to especially before we go to Athens, uh, uh, we have three games, you know, very important games here in Spain, and 
really much, much better than now. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the biggest thing your team needs to do to be successful in uh, at the final eight? Yes. Um, <laughs> our defense, you know, I think our defense will be the key. You know? As I said, um, uh, as I as I read in the internet, uh, the this year's final eight will be without the fans, closed doors, and uh, I mean, it's totally different games for sure. You know, and uh, no people in the band. I go the Awaka gym, like twenty-two thousand people for sure. There, there is a you know, virus and whatever. Gym will be full of, of on these games, but you know this is a this is a reality. They cannot come inside and. Uh, um, we have to play. We have to play good defense, you know. And defense will be the key, especially for first game for uh, Saragossa because they are uh, they are they are coming there fast for transition, and they are they, they doesn't care. They can shoot all, uh, like seven eight meters for three point shots. They are great shooters. And for this game, they, for this game will be the defense and stop their fast breaks. And uh, I think after we can do it. <laughs> I know. I know you probably players always want to always say they want to think day by day, game by game. Let, let's dream a yes. little bit for the last question. Uh, this club yes. won the champ, won the BCL title, the first the first edition. Uh, what would it mean to you to win the championship? What would it mean to the club and 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 to give another another title to this uh, to the city and 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 everybody there? Yes, I mean that will be great uh, to win it because I have I won the two times Euroleague with Panathinaikos and uh, with Olympiakos. I had two times with Euroleague and uh, if we win this time, for sure, like I will be very happy and for sure he will be happy. And the Tenerife won 2017. To, they won 2017, and I think after they lost the final. And uh, now this season also we have we have good chance you know to play good and uh, they know you know coach here uh, I don't know how many years the our coach stay with this team and he knows the he knows system he knows everything you know and uh, he is trying to help uh, to each player you know he's he's sharing the uh, everything you know to try try to help the players and. Uh, we are we are we are thinking you know we have we are, we are talking you know, we have we have some okay I can say like some chances not like big but we have some chances as I said if you play good defense for sure um, first game we can we can beat Saragossa and after we can think for next round and uh, <laughs> if we won that cup <laughs> nice nice <laughs> be a great way to start nice. to start the season man. Uh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Start the season like if we win the cup and <laughs> will be nice, you know. <laughs> well, you win definitely cup and, the, cl- the club yeah. definitely has chances. Uh, that's for sure. Of course, it's a tough first game. Um, thank you very much, uh, uh, George v- uh, Shermandini from uh, Iberostar Tenerife. Uh, everybody, stay healthy and uh, good luck in those games, and and look forward to uh, seeing you guys on the court uh, at the final eight. Yes, thank you very much for calling and see you in Athens. <laughs> All right. 
Um, okay, so uh, that was uh, uh, Georgie Hemandini. It was a team that probably the biggest loss um, from an entire group dynamic um, standpoint is Loa Canote. Um, and they also end up losing Aaron White and Thomas Gilo. And um, Canote was just, you know, even we talked about it when they when they added him, you know, gave them gave Tenerife a an athletic defender that um, that they that they really just hadn't had. And uh, so, so yeah, that's that's the guys who are out. They brought in a 2017 champion uh, Arna Darnakamp. Uh, also brought in Emir uh, Yulemanovic. And uh, Bruno Fittipaldi, who uh, was at Burgos, and uh, Taylor uh, Taylor Kavanaugh. They ended up bringing in uh, Dejan Todorovic, uh, but he, along with Santiusto, both tore their ACLs and will be out for uh, probably too long. And uh, But to that core, they will be joined by the core of Marcelino Huertos, Shermandini, uh, Danny Diaz, Sasu Salin, uh, and uh, Georgios Burgos, also the uh, 2017 champion MVP of the uh, of that tournament. So, your thoughts? Uh, also, they extended with uh, head coach uh, uh, Jules Federetta until the 2022-23 season. So, your thoughts on the 2020 Intercontinental Cup champions, Iberostad Tenerife? Uh, yes, starting with the, the extension for Juice Fidoreta, um, that's always a good look when you can do that. You know, you're talking about um, the coach with the most wins in the in the history of the BCL. He's a, um, you know, he's he's they've won the tournament with with Juice, and the only season I think that they haven't been to the final four or the final tournament was the season without him. I think he's three seasons with them and three three title tournaments now. So, you know, Chus and Tenerife in the BCL is a proven combination. It's um, it's almost a dynasty. So, um, and especially after they got to the final last year and just essentially didn't shoot well in the final. So I think, you know, that's a, a very motivated team. Um, and they, they look to have upgraded almost everywhere. I, you know, I do agree with you that the La Hukanate is is a huge miss in terms of what he did was different to everybody else in the Tenerife team, and I wonder who who's going to do that for them, who's going to be their stopper. But um, yeah, you know, Fiti Paulo comes in to to play with Huertas. Mm-hmm. That, that's terrifying. Jamadini mm-hmm. um, stays, and then Tyler Cavanaugh, um, you know, is 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 probably an upgrade in terms of contribution that they got from Aaron White. Um, Dorna Camp is a player like Bogris who knows exactly what Truce Fideretta wants from him and will fit straight into the system with no adaptation period. So, you know, it looks like a stronger team than the one that finished the season um, or finished finished um, finished playing back then in whenever it was. It's just, it's just about chemistry now. It's just about time and rhythm together because the, you know the the Usten game they turned the ball over 20 times and that's a very unusual they just didn't look like they were clicking yet so I guess they've had that a couple of, couple more ACB games to build that that rhythm um, but yeah these these guys look dangerous maybe bef- uh, before I jump in then just your thoughts um, as far as how 
important ball movement. You mentioned the turnovers against um, Ostend, which is a team that really wants to get down and dirty and sl- slow it down. Um, just in general, your thoughts on how important ball movement is to this this team? Um, I, I don't think we've seen a team in the BCL move the ball better than Tenerife across the years. They, they, they've always been so much fun to watch because of the way they play. And, and I think, in, you know, across Europe, Everybody knows Tenerife for the ball movement and for the fact that Chus is one of the most tactical tactical coaches you could find and one of the most brilliant tactical coaches you could find. We saw it this season when, you know, when they needed to draw up a play with, I don't know, a second left on a full court inbound and they find a way to get Huertas throwing the, the touchdown pass to, to Shermadini and making mm-hmm. a shot. You know, there isn't a situation that, that he can't talk his team into executing. And, and a big part of that is the way they move the ball, but it's it's not just the, the way the ball moves; it's actually the way the players move. So, you know, the, 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 if you watch them, the player moves first to create the pass. That's when everything they do, the spacing, the spacing is not standstill spacing; it's dynamic moving spacing, and the player moves, and that's what creates the pass and the next ball movement. And they're so good once once they have an advantage in an offense that you know that the ball will just move until they find a, a wide open shot for somebody. And they have so many shooters. The, like we said, you know, the, Usten found a way to break that rhythm and to 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 turn it into a grind it out game. And uh, you know, it really did take Tenerife a long time to um to to find their rhythm. And that's what happened to Tenerife in the in the ACB bubble is they didn't find their rhythm. All right, let's go for a pick. I'll start this time. For those who have followed this. Uh have followed this podcast over the the life of this uh <laughs> they know that i'm not the i'm not one to to pick tenerife in general and um i'm gonna stop that <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go with tenerife why 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 are you why have you never picked tenerife the, um, what's the reason for that Stupidity? No, I mean non understanding of basketball. I guess has been has been probably the the the, the proper reason. Just um, no. I, I, to be to, I I think that I think that you know they'll have had you know four games to play, so they're not going to be as sharp as they will be you know for the 2020, 2020 season. Uh, but they'll be sharper. Uh, they'll also be sharper than they were in the in the in the game against Saragossa. Um, and and I, you give me the players, um, uh, you give me the players, and I and I will take Saragossa. Um, but you give me the players and a combination of the coach, then I really have to go with Vitoretta, and the 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 fact that he brings in a guy like Dornacamp, who has won with him. Um, I, 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 I agree entirely the, the, with the, with the San Miguel and Brusino and them, you know, also wanting to, you know, maybe even stick it to it or whatever, you know, that they, they'll know him. Um, I, you mentioned there's not much, you know, that Ike hasn't seen those veterans. There's not much that, that Vitoretta hasn't seen. And there's not a lot, let's say that Ocampo, the new coach, and Saragos has said that I'm not speaking about his quality of coaching, just from his, in general, his experience and, you know, games like this, getting teams ready, that's goes on, on veterans on leaders. And, 
as far as coaches go, you know, he's, you know, he's, um, you know, probably the best one here in this tournament. Uh, you still have that pick and roll combination of, of, of Huertas and, and Sherman Dini. You have, um, you have Fittipaldo, you have Dornicamp, you still have Salim, you still have Diaz. And, um, again, players, just players and talent. I go with Saragossa, but because of the, of the, the coaching experience and the veteran leadership that, that is sort of going along with that, you know, Dornicamp coming back, Bogers also being part of that, that championship team. I'm going to go with Saragossa and also so that we have at least one, uh, game. Wait, did you did you say you're going with? Uh, sorry, no, going? no, going going with uh, Tenerife, uh, okay. and also just because I want to have at least one game where we disagree, because I know you're going to probably pick Saragossa for um, good for good reason for good reason. I will say. I don't know if it is for good reason. You know, you, maybe it's my turn to go with stupidity on this one, but I just um I have a feeling. You know, you, you know the 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 thing I haven't mentioned or neither of us have mentioned yet is is just to give a shout out to Marcelino Huertas who mm. broke the single season records for assists. Um, already with Tenerife and then not finished playing and probably put together the best point guard season we've ever seen in the BCL this year. Um, and despite that, I'm somehow going to pick against Tenerife, which I've never done. Um, just, I feel like it's a roll of a dice. They, they played each other, as you mentioned, already in the ACB just now and it went to overtime. Um, and once you get into that stage and you know how closely matched up the two teams are, it's just about percentages, and I, I just feel like it, it's so close that the percentages went with Tenerife this time that maybe on the back of that, if we're considering a series between the two teams, then the next game in the series goes to Daragotha. Um, I feel like Dylan Ennis is, is in line for a huge game in this as well. Um, and if he does really get going, I wonder who on, who on Tenerife is going to find a way to guard him. Um, and, and I'm expecting Nicholas Brusino to have a big game as well. So, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be an is. absolutely fantastic game. Um, the, uh, the, the, the one, the one I'm, I'm the one I'm looking forward, forward to the most. So, yeah, I, I agree. Definitely. It's, 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 um, it's the one I'm looking forward to the most as well. It's, it, in fact, the, the two either end, the first and the last game of the quarterfinals look to be, um, humdingers. For sure. Uh, all right. So, some just that that's basically then uh, our 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 chat um, about the games. Again, the quarterfinals, the first two quarterfinals, will be played on Wednesday, September thirtieth, and that's uh, Apple Jerusalem taking on Herida, San Pablo's Burgos, and then Turk Telecom uh, facing Ankara facing JDA Dijon, and then on Thursday, October first, there's Iron Emberg. Uh, playing against host Ike Athens and then Casa de Monte Saragossa playing a Barrow Star Tenerife uh, semifinals will be on Friday uh, third, and then after a day off Thursday, uh, there'll be the third place game and the final uh, on October 4th and those games are all uh, at the Nikos Galas Olympi Olympic Indoor Hall which is the regular home court for Ike um, on the eve of the October 4th final in Athens the BCL will be announcing the five players who made up the 2019-20 star lineup uh, alongside with the MVP, the best young player, and the winner of the coach of the season. Uh, you can vote uh, on, on, those, uh, on those awards. Go to uh, championsleague.basketball and you can vote on that. 
Um, go follow us on on Twitter and Instagram at BasketballCL. Like us on Facebook. Su- subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's the highlights of the 2019-20 season until now, as well as full games and amazing performances, as well as classic games over the course of this tournament, uh, of this competition. Uh, there's also the mobile app, so go down, download, download that on your device. You can contact us. Any questions, any comments, uh, let us know what you want to talk about. That's info at championsleague.basketball. All of these games will be uh, broadcast live on livebasketball.tv. Uh, uh, Deacon, um, first, before we have a final word, let us know, let everybody know how they can follow you. Uh, you can you can find me on Twitter at DLS Coaching. Um, yep, that's that's probably the best way to find me. Excellent. Uh, I'm at High News H E I N W S H E I N N E W S High News. Um, Deacon, um, are you looking forward to being in a bubble to to close off? Uh, There's something that we didn't talk about in the first. Uh, in the first uh, episode, first half of this preview, uh, all of these teams. Uh, as well as I imagine staff and uh, referees, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but probably, uh, but definitely all the teams will be in one hotel um, to to create a bubble atmosphere. Um, have you have you uh, have you uh, are you are you getting ready to to be in a bubble? Your thoughts about going to uh, to probably one of the most unique uh, basketball experiences you've ever been to? Um, you know, it's actually a really interesting question. It's it's something I've been thinking about. Um, I can't say I was fully expecting to to experience it, but um, and, and I think given the reasons for the bubble existing and the fact that this is about people's kind of health and people's um, not kind of people's health is exactly about people's health. So I don't know <laughs> if it's something to look forward to, but as you said, it's going to be a unique experience, um, and hopefully something I only ever ever get one chance to experience. Um, you know, with with any luck, we'll never have to do this again. Um. So for that reason, it's it's something I'm fascinated to to experience. I don't know if I if I want to say I'm looking forward to it, but um, um, it's definitely something that that catches your interest in terms of what it's actually like. And you see, you know you see it in the NBA, you see the ACB bubble first, and you wonder what it's like to be to be in that kind of situation. So you know, I, I guess I feel fortunate to that. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I had a chance to go to the to the German league bubble, um, but I'm I'm a I'm pretty fearful of this whole pandemic and uh, just didn't want to be um, you know I don't know how I don't know how it's going to be in Athens, but the German bubble was um, was split between passive participants and active participants. And, uh, and then, you know, you had, so journalists were, were, were passive. And so they were actually in a never, in a different part and they never had any direct, uh, connection. And so I would have, I wouldn't have had any direct connection with, with any of the players or any of the coaches or, or anybody like that. So, um, but really, I, I'm, I'm still fearful of, of flying and everything. So, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm happy that I'm happy to watch these games, uh, live on live basketball.tv from, from my home office. And, uh, but, uh, but on the other hand, I, I, you know, like you said, it, it's, it's something that, that we all hope that we never have to experience again. Um, and so in, in, in that regard, it, it's, it's, it's definitely cool to be part of history. Um, and, uh, so 
you know, just to jump in there too, um, I think we have to, to, to give a, a shout out to the league, um, to mm-hmm. the PCL and yeah. the, the amazing people that, that work behind the scenes that have made this happen. And the fact that, you know, you, you know, we do hope it has, never has to happen again and it's never happened before. And so many people that won't get credit for it have, um, have put in so much work to make it possible so that, you know, that we can watch Barcelona live basketball again. So, and, and the fortitude, you know, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, there was so much, you know, figuring out what they're going to do before even, uh, you know, do we, do we cancel the rest of the season? Do we wait? How, you know, how, how, how do we go about it and figuring out how to find the, the final going from a final four to a final eight, also a major decision that had to be made, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we figure out those final two teams? Because those two uh, round of sixteen matchups that that hadn't been completed yet. So I mean, just the the, the fortitude of, of all those involved in the organization to to get something like that. Also, step up, uh, you know, shout out and and hats off to Ike uh, for saying we'll host this. You know, initially, of course, they wanted to have fans, but you know, to to do this and and uh, and not have fans, you know, is also something that they they didn't want necessarily. But you know, it's 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 really all in the good to to finish off this this season which um you know we'll we'll have we'll have uh, by the time we talk again next podcast we'll we'll have the field um down to the final um next podcast will be uh be- between the semifinals and the and the final so um deacon thanks a lot for jumping on for for these two preview episodes and uh, appreciate all of your commitment this season has been great uh, reading all your stuff and uh, hopefully you have a good safe trip over there to to Athens and uh, look forward to, to seeing what you you and everybody else there on the site come up with uh, so I'll give you the last words and and then we'll close uh, you know, just for same for me. Thank you for having me on the show, David. Thanks for, thanks for the work you put in and um, and putting the podcast together. And yep, yeah, see you on the other side. All right, we'll talk to you then. We'll talk to you then uh, between the, the the semifinals and finals. So enjoy, everybody.